Welcome to Find Your Lady Tribe. My name is Brenda. And I am Michelle. And it's our mission to build a community of lady tribes, a place to connect and grow your tribe with resources, ideas, workshops, retreats, and events. We invite you to join our inner circle and become a tribe leader. It's free! <laughs> Each week, we will start a conversation about connecting within your tribe and across all of our tribes. Our goal is to create 1,000 new lady tribes in 2022, and each episode will challenge you with a call to action. The first one is to join our inner circle. Go to tinyurl.com forward slash my lady tribe. And as a gratitude gift, we will send you a downloadable copy of chapter one of Lady and the Tribe, The Awakening. Yay! <laughs> so please subscribe to be notified of a new episode each week. Because when, when three, three or more gather, gather we are tribe. tribe. Hello and welcome. We're glad you're here. Do you ever get that look when you're getting ready to leave the house for some time with your girls? Ever get asked, what are you all dressed up for? Where are you going? Hot date? Well, yes, actually. Oh, you're talking about the, the spouse inquiry, the partner inquiry. What, what's going on tonight, huh? <laughs> yeah. So today we're going to discuss how we can sell our partner and family on girl time and why it's important not only to us, but to our marriage. Whether it's a girls weekend, a retreat week, or just a night out, some of us still have to gain buy-in when prioritizing time with the tribe. Yeah, you know, culturally speaking, we have this idea that our spouse is supposed to be our best friend. Well, you know, that is super sweet, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> there's no single template for a successful marriage. You know, in an article written by the Cleveland Clinic, psychologist Scott B., uh, who is a psychologist doctor, he says that having a partner who is your best friend can be sweet, like I just said, but it doesn't have to be that way. You know, kind of a downer alert here, a 2018 study um, by a health insurance company, it was at Cigna, found almost half of Americans reported feeling lonely sometimes. And other research suggests that people today have fewer close pals than they did a generation or so ago. And, you know, having close connections with other people is one of the top predictors of happiness. So if your partner scoffs at the idea of you taking time away to grow other friendships other than with them, here are some points that may change their mind um, and some discussing points for you to share. First of all, you know, it's a fact. Friendships help you live longer. They make you live longer. Our lifespan, as well as our health span, all are enhanced. Just as if you were um, adding a other lifestyle choice like exercising or good nutrition or not smoking, those types of things. Research shows that strong social ties improve your lifespan as much as 22% in one study. And in fact, having no friends at all is as bad for your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day, being obese, or just not exercising at all. Just as bad. 
Can you believe that? Yeah. So interestingly, this data points specifically to the benefit of friendship with people outside of your family. So it's not to say that you shouldn't be super close with your family, of course we want that. But it simply suggests that making an effort to develop meaningful relationships outside of your family is going to be very important to your health as well. Friendships help you pursue your interests, even if you don't share them with your spouse. Without question, it's possible and often enjoyable to pursue interests solo. Likewise, it's wonderful and important to pursue shared interests that are with your spouse. Not everything can be NASCAR. No. Not at all. No. So when you develop a friendship with someone who shares similar interests, you're creating the opportunity to learn, grow, and evolve without making your, your spouse feel compelled or obligated to join in, especially compelled to doing yoga yeah, with you. Yeah, how'd that go? That did not work out very well at all. <laughs> yeah, and I've shared before that my husband doesn't love camping. I'm really kind of looking for a camping buddy, um, but it doesn't really have to involve camping, just outdoor space, you know, wine around the fire if you're in, just... <laughs> hit me up but you are my hiking friend that's right <laughs> because although my husband you know he'll hike he's, he's not really against it but he doesn't love it he think it doesn't think it counts as exercise what whatever he hasn't hiked where we've hiked exactly right? so anyway there you go so yeah another thing is you know friendships are a great place to see and hear different perspectives that you wouldn't have going on in your own household right you know, let's face it, our spouses and family members aren't always going to be willing to be upfront with us about certain things. They just tolerate it <laughs> and probably kid each other behind our backs or something in the household. But, Definitely. you know, and, and honestly, probably comes from a good place, good intent. You know, for instance, they don't want to hurt our feelings and they just want to be able to live with us for the most part. But ultimately, it reflects a disconnection in communication, which is worth investigating mm -hmm. and addressing. You know, we're just not always that open to hearing what our family has to say either, or their opinions, right? Mm -hmm. So even, you know, especially if it's criticism or feedback, even if it's coming from a really positive, non-judgmental and love place, we often just kind of shuffle it off and play it down when it comes from a spouse or a family member. Mm -hmm. But if it's coming from a friend, and if you have a, a good deep friendship, they're going to speak up and share something with you and you're gonna have listen to it with a, just a little bit different set, set of ears, right? Yeah, it makes us, it, it actually makes us better mm -hmm. when we've spent time with our friends. And actually my partner is really quick to tell me that he likes certain ones of my friends because I always come back to him happier, better, <laughs> and after spending time with those people. So um, we never have that, that disconnect where uh, my partner doesn't like my friends because I, I come back home happier and better. After, uh, after spending time with my friends. Well, and so true, and I just hope I'm on that list. I hope, I hope, hope he likes me. Does he like me? Anyway, you're here, so I, I, I feel very blessed. So, you know, non-romantic 
friendships can be an escape from the pressures of adulting, right? Yes. I mean, we need that. In a marriage, you know, you share a lot of duties and responsibilities and, and events. But with friends, you don't share those obligations. And so the friendship can feel just lighter. It's just a breath. It's not really a vacation, but it, well, sometimes, right? And sometimes. Yeah, so the key to friendship outside of your marriage, what is it? How do, how do you make it work? It's really all about finding a balance that works for you and your partner. Yeah, it could actually be a balance in the sake of a numbers game. I used to get so defensive at that where are you going uh, sort of question that I, you know, thought I needed somehow to have like a hall pass or a permission slip <laughs> to leave my wifely or motherly duties behind for a night. And my defensiveness just projected onto the rest of my family as if they actually were attacking me mm. and they were not and so i found that defensiveness caused me to really like protect that time even though it was just a sliver mm. you know on the calendar once a month or once every couple of weeks and that just made me it made me ugly towards them and mm. that was not their fault and if me leaving the house meant that I was going to be the mommy monster um, and defensive before anybody even said anything to me, right? So it's it's all about it's all about balance. Absolutely, and I think that just go your story just goes to show that it's not coming at us sometimes. It's coming no. from within us, but there are situations where it's coming at us too. Um, I mean, I've read and heard from friends that are like, oh, I just really had to justify this one because they were thinking I'm taking time from them and, you know, selfish and I, I guess I need this. What do I do? So, you know, here are a few tips from Dr. B that we mentioned earlier that might help you reach some equilibrium with your partner. So number one, talk about it. The most important thing to remember is that good communication is critical. Is your husband content with spending all of his free time with you? <laughs> Does he wonder what you actually gain by going out with your girlfriends? Well, you just will never know unless you ask. Just like you discuss finances, parenting, etc., it's really good to talk about your social expectations as well. Yes, and you have to respect each other's differences. If you're an extrovert, you might need a whole lot of social stimulation. That's a lot of pressure. If your partner is more introverted, like mine is, they might be completely baffled by your social butterfly side. Recognize that you may have different ideas about what friendships mean to each of you. Number three, be a thoughtful friend to your spouse. You know, if you've had a disagreement like we all do with our spouses, talking out with a friend could be a great way to gain a little perspective, you know, and maybe a little stress relief even. Mm -hmm. But constantly discussing your marital issues, it's just not fair to your partner. Just not fair and not very fun for your friends, I might add. <laughs> Respect the feelings of your spouse and your friends. Nobody loves hanging out with a complainer all the time. 
Number four, manage any jealousy that pops up. Is your spouse green with envy? Try to remember that what your partner shares with someone else doesn't subtract from what they share with you and vice versa. We have separate accounts for people in our lives. That's why we can love more than one child. It's a good thing for the other children. (laughs) Um, On the other hand, consider how your spouse might feel if you're out with friends every other night. Mm -hmm. So try to be aware of your partner's level of security when it comes to friendships outside the marriage. So number five, talk some more. (laughs) You know, it just can't be overstressed that good communication is the best way to avoid hurt feelings and mismatched expectations. That's really what it comes all down to for me. I think it's when my expectation doesn't line up with my spouse's, Mm -hmm. then uh, that's where we have trouble, right? So when you and your spouse are on the same page, you can get more out of friendships and your marriage. So as we work to acknowledge and improve this communication within our family, it can be helpful to have some close friends. For whatever reason, we're often really way more open and willing to take their feedback and constructive criticism and be less defensive about it. You know, most likely our friend's point of view can often impact us in such a way that we come back to our relationship feeling enlightened and have a different perspective that can really help the marriage. Yes, yes. And beyond benefiting just us, having friends outside the marriage benefits the marriage itself. So here's some tips for benefiting your marriage. Have your own friends Mm -hmm. in addition to a few mutual ones to help you and your partner stay connected to a greater community. Yeah, you know, a lot of people just say, let's just have a bunch of couple friends. And that's cool, but you are so different. I'm different with my couple friends because there's just some things that we're not going to talk about at the dinner table with another couple, right? Whereas with your girlfriend, you can get down into some nitty gritty and, um, and do some deep conversations, deep dives. So yeah, we all need our, our own friends. And you know, another thing is good friends provide models for healthy relationships, hopefully. Very true. <laughs> um, and if you, you may notice some things that are really working well for, for your friend and her partnership, and you can actually take that back into marriage and discuss and how that could possibly apply to your relationship. Yeah, or don't discount the fact that it might be you that's providing the model in, to oh. friends in situations who don't have that kind of relationship or maybe you know things aren't working as well in their relationships as yours are. True. Yeah. Also, friends give uh, each of you additional outlets for your self-expression mm-hmm. and different ways to have fun. This way you can come back to the relationship, like I do, feeling fulfilled and energized. Absolutely. And friends help you develop a sense of independence. You know, it really does matter because a relationship and a really solid, good marriage and partnership really is based on two independent people coming together and living their lives rather than two people who are just coexisting together. 
So, you know, two independent people is generally healthier than a relationship built on codependency, wouldn't you say? Yes, absolutely. So the key here is to seek and maintain friendships with people who are, have, you know, similar moral values, uh, respect for sanctity of your primary relationship. I mean, that is important. Yes. I mean, if you're going out with girlfriends that don't respect marriage or or your spouse that could be a problem yes it could <laughs> so you want to find some some that actually will contribute to that rather than detract by creating additional stress and conflict yes it's stress and conflict in your marriage is something that might cause you to run the completely opposite mm. other direction and end up spending too much time away from home with your friends where you find or feel like it is safe. And so a key to being able to flip the script on that conflict created at home every time you run away to your friend's house or to time with your girls is to change up how you're approaching the leaving itself. Mm. You know, when you're all dressed up and you're ready to go and you're somehow leaving someone or something feeling left out or feeling behind. Mm -hmm. uh, flip that script into maybe some code words for mm -hmm. what's about to happen next. Like, I'm running out to yoga with Nikki. I'll be back when I get, I'll, I'll see you when I get back. Or. Uh, having a happy hour mm. with a group of friends might come across a whole lot better than saying, I'm not going to be here to cook your dinner, you're on your own. <laughs> that would be better, I think. <laughs> I might have said that. <laughs> yes, yeah. The truth comes out, Michelle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And how about just like, gosh, I'm going to miss you like crazy. And, yes. and when, when we get home, when I get home, you know, what are we going to do? Yeah. Just letting them know that they are in your plan still. Yes. Also doing okay. the check-in when you get back, instead of always running out to rescue or hold mm -hmm. the hand of somebody who's in trouble, leaving your family at home thinking, well, are they more important than mm -hmm. I am? Do mm -hmm. the check-in when you get back. Like it turned out to be a false alarm or it was really super important and I'm glad that I was there. Thank you right. for giving me up for the night. Right, so absolutely. That I could show up for her. Yeah, letting them have a glimpse of, of what actually happened and how it, what it meant to you and what it meant to your friendship and how it filled you up in some way. I'm, I'm here better than ever because of that interaction and, and that was valuable. So, yes. you know, friendships and marriage are equally important when it comes to happiness in life. You know, having good friends and a happy marriage can make, you know, it'll bring stability to your life. It gives you a sense of belonging and know how you fit in and uh, how you see yourself. So fr the friendships can help your marriage in countless ways, as we mentioned previously. When your partner understands what's in it for them, you can really have the best of both worlds. Okay, well, our call to action for you from this episode is to take out your calendar and do a little exercise of counting up the number of events or even the number of hours that you've had over the last few months 
to roughly calculate your percentage of uh, time or percentage of activities that were spent in girl time. And if you're way out of balance in one direction or the other, then schedule something. Maybe it's a makeup dinner with your spouse because you've been away too much. Or possibly it's time for you to get out of here and schedule that schedule time with your girls to catch up. Do that math and then tell us your number on the Lady and the Tribe Facebook page. You can also join our inner circle at tinyurl.com forward slash mylady-tribe. Yeah, please join us there. And you know what? If you're not a numbers person like me, just say, I need to do better in the Facebook page or uh, I, I could really spend more time here or I'm doing great. You know, just let us know where you're doing, what you're doing. We really want this to be a conversation and we want to hear from you. So thank you so much for, for being here today because when three, when three or, or more, more gather, gather, we are tribe. tribe.